afternoon, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J back together, together again. Forever. You can't hold us back. We are once again a solid unit, as they say. Big J off of a uh, little bit of uh, Big J time. Hopefully it was good, my friend. Yeah. You uh, you originally took it for a trip, but that trip ended up not happening. So what did you do with your time off? I mean, I just grinding and Madden <laughs> ultimate player, whatever it is. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm doing it now. You're right. I know I you am. You get to a certain level and it's like, why am I doing this stupid thing over and over and over again? To increase your player level by a point. Sucked in, and I can't help it because I've got this problem where I'm like uh, goal orientated, but it's not like important goals or productive goals. <laughs> like, why can't I, uh, you know, why can't I apply myself to things that would make a difference in the world uh, like I do with this mad thing? But I don't know. So I did that. I did some chores. I cleaned some stuff up. I took a friend to dinner for his birthday. Uh, yeah, so those are the things I did. Very nice. Was it? Oh. Was it? What, did you get some rest? Yeah, yeah, I got plenty of rest. And it, but at the same time, all I've been doing, and we'll hear about this and uh, man up. But but man, I, I've had it with pets. It's been me versus the animals. You're no Doctor Doolittle. This is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it's just they cats, kittens, man. They're ripping up stuff. Ah, how many do you have now? Seventy. It's too many cats. I'm uh, on the record. No, we've got we've got four cats, but two of the one of them is a kitten and the other's an adolescent. Uh-huh. Those two are the worst. Yeah, they're kids, man. They're doing kid things, you know? They really are. And they don't listen. They don't like to listen. What'd well, you cats do? Don't listen what anyway. did you do? Uh this weekend I spent uh, some time with the boys. There I had the uh, the boys this weekend, so uh we hung out and enjoyed uh some just uh, basically house living. Uh, for instance, uh, you know, I, I got to learn a, a little bit about uh, my son and his ability to uh, not sleep for one whole day and then, uh, like, crash out the entire following day. It's amazing. Wow. Uh, like, I think on Friday, maybe he got three hours of sleep, and then uh, Saturday he was out for, like, 11 hours. It was amazing. Uh, I was talking about this a little bit on Friday about how um, – you lose that power over time, I think. Even if you want to be able to sleep for that amount of time, no matter how tired you are, I can't physically lay in bed for longer than, like, eight hours. Even if I'm not sleeping. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know I can't sleep for eight hours straight. That's right. not happening. That hasn't happened for years. But, like, just the ability to be dormant for that amount of time, I don't have it anymore, and I lost it because I know I did it at one point. You know, when I was in my, like, teen years and 20s, forget about it. I could crash out for 11 hours. That didn't make a difference to me. Right. But now, like, I, there's something about my, my brain and my chemistry that makes it impossible for me to be still for that amount of time. So, uh, but he was crashed out like a mug, and so it was, uh, I, I often refer to it as a superpower. The ability to sleep for uh, 12 to 13 hours at a stretch. It's yeah. incredible. Incredible. And I want it. Uh, I wish I could have it again. <laughs> yeah, I but know. my body just won't let it happen. It's it's crazy, crazy. Uh, on top of that, the things that we are going to do today, we have a chance for you 
to win something. We're going to start a new game this week and next. Uh, it's called The Dating Game. Going to give you a chance to win something really cool courtesy of Leary Jewelers for a little thing called Valentine's Day, of course, coming up here pretty quick. Uh, that's going to happen in the 7 o'clock hour. We also have a chance for you to win some other things with us with some Pop Culture Smackdown and some bad impressions today. Uh, Big J already referenced Man on Monday. That's going to be happening over the course of the show today as well. And so it shall be a busy one, including some music. Music like the Foo Fighters. It's Monkey Wrench to kick off the morning after on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here's some news that probably wouldn't surprise anybody that's ever been in any kind of physical confrontation, Big J. But science is now able to back it up, at least according to Duke University. Turns out dudes that have a fragile sense of masculinity are the ones that are most likely to get into fights. Shocked. Yeah, right? I mean, anybody that's uh, been to a bar (laughs) and uh, gotten into an altercation could probably tell you that this is the case. Or if there's a couple of bros that are bumping chests, this is exactly what's happening. Uh, It's just one of those deals. But researchers found that younger men, whose sense of masculinity depends on other people's opinions of that masculinity, are among those most triggered when their manliness is under threat. Scientists note that the more social pressure a man feels to be masculine, the more aggressive he may be. And that's due to the need to live up to his strict gender norms, according to the lead study author. Uh, But all of that is unnecessary. But, you know, I mean, uh, call it what you want. I remember uh, I used to call it Napoleon disease or Napoleon complex, if you will. Short man's disease where the guy, the shortest guy at the bar always had to start something with somebody. Well, yeah, I was friends with a guy like that. Like the only time I ever got into bar fights. I think I knew who that friend is. You do know who that friend is. The only time I ever got into altercations was when my little guy ended up starting to crap with somebody. (laughs) My little guy. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? Why do you have to start fighting? (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those deals where if somebody feels like that's the situation, they want to, I guess, protect themselves from it. Either way, it's dumb, I guess. Is what yeah, I'm yeah. To say. W- once you get married, you'll get over that, <laughs> mostly. And it's true. I mean, yeah, oh, but also the, the other thing that's study proved. being emasculated on a regular basis. <laughs> Whether they're, they're married or not, uh, you grow out of it as well from an age standpoint. Uh, those 18 to 29 are most likely to start those fights. And then once you hit the age of 30, apparently... Uh, all that stuff runs out of you. Uh, shockingly enough, females did not s- display a similar aggressive response when their gender was threatened. And so... Uh, no, they just experience different things. They get they get threatened by other things. Right, but not to the point where they want to fight somebody, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The now they'll just manipulate their way into yeah, no. somebody else fighting for them. They know how to play mind games much better than we do. Yeah, your, your bleep doesn't stink, ladies, so just take it easy. Uh, did you watch any of the Pro Bowl yesterday, Big J? Uh, no, I, I watched the last three minutes. Uh, but it was really just uh, them joking around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, they were, they were playing a Madden game. Uh, I thought you were going to, only because I thought you were into this whole thing. But um, I was watching Scarface. In normal times, the NFL yeah. Pro Bowl would have been had yesterday, the Sunday before the Super Bowl. But because of the pandemic, it was canceled. And a, a virtual Pro Bowl was held this year with current and former NFL stars. Uh, Bubba Wallace, NASCAR, Snoop Dogg were all in there. Uh, the NFC team was made up of Kyler Murray, Bubba Wallace, Jamal Adams, and Marshawn Lynch. And the AFC team, uh, Deshaun Watson, Keyshawn Johnson, Derrick Henry, and Snoop Dogg. Wallace turned out to be the standout for the NFC with a three-touchdown second quarter, and his team beat the AFC 32-12 in the Madden game. That's weird. 
It was. I mean, it's weird that you just described it as a real football game. I know. Well, at least I didn't give stats, but that was the final score of of the game. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was it was basically a Madden game that people got to be a part of. We're we'll going to be talking about this a lot, but there was a blockbuster trade over the weekend in the NFL as well. Uh, the Detroit Lions and the Los Angeles Rams swapped quarterbacks on Saturday. Matthew Stafford is headed to the Rams. Uh, Jared Goff is going to Detroit, and then they're throwing in a bunch of draft picks as well. Uh, Lions will get a third-round pick in 2021, a first-round pick in 2022 and 2023. And, of course, the deal can't be made official until the start of the new league year on March 17th, so happy St. Patrick's Day. But it's happening. It's a done deal, and that's going that way. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, uh, I've always, you know, I've seen a lot of Matthew Stafford play, and there's zero doubt to me that he can throw the pill around for sure. But, I mean, he's had a lot of talent around him on offense on the, the Detroit Lions side of things. That's never really been an issue. I mean, yes, you can argue a little bit about offensive line, and certainly uh, their lack of running game is an issue. But I, it'll be interesting to see how he will play with the defense, I guess, is the real thing. Yeah. When he's not playing from behind all the time is going to be the big change. I don't know if this puts the Rams over the top, I guess, is my real thing. Right now, it's tough. I mean, right now, it, 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 the NFC West is tough to get out of. Sure, sure. So who knows? We'll see how that adapts, but... Um, you know, it, this would be like equivalent, though, I think. Maybe maybe not the equivalent, but it would have been interesting at least to see Barry Sanders have the opportunity to play somewhere else and not have his entire career wasted away. Yeah, it is, uh, it is for sure. Sad to see. But we'll see how Stafford does in L.A. for sure. Uh, I believe this uh, kind of starts a rebuilding process for the Lions. Not that they were really in contention. Well, they'll just rebuild it into crap <laughs> again. I it's mean, okay. you have to have something built up in order to rebuild. And I'm not sure the Lions were ever in that process. Uh, the box office numbers for the weekend are in, and uh, Denzel Washington and Rami Malek took the uh, crown. $4.8 million for The Little Things, an R-rated film. Uh, that you can also watch on HBO Max, which I happen to do this weekend. Do you catch it? Do you no. care, I guess, is yeah, the question Yeah, it actually about looks one. like a great movie, but uh, I didn't realize until, uh, I guess, yesterday at some point that it was out. I yeah. thought it was coming out. Now, it came out on Friday on, on HBO Max and in theaters. Good enough for number one at the box office. Crudes were number two. Wonder Woman 1984, number three. So weird that uh, the HBO Max movies have two of the three top spots at the box office. Uh, but then again, not a lot of movies out there, too, of course. Uh, I'll be curious to get your take on the little things. It was not what I expected, but the uh, acting performances were really, really good. Uh, either way, it's available for you to stream if you have HBO Max. If not, you can see it in theaters, and a couple people apparently decided to do that. Nick and Big J. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the wife out of town, Nick, uh, it's my responsibility to take care of the house, and uh, I feel like I've been doing a pretty decent job about that. There's one problem, though, is that we have uh, cats, and, you know, right there, uh, while you were gone, Nick, I <laughs> talked about a, a study that was done that, that uh, the females find uh, men who like cats to be not as attractive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which uh, I've always thought, you know, I disagree with that uh, because I love cats and I feel attractive, but, you know, whatever. Uh, the, the point is, is that, you know, taking care of cats, you don't really take care of them. They do whatever the hell they want. And you can't really stop them. No matter as, as much yelling as I can do, in particular, the younger cats who, uh, you know, they're separated by about six months, Nick. And um, so, you know, whether it be getting under the, the couch and tearing up what's inside of it. Your brand new couch. 
Yeah, uh, and me, <laughs> like yesterday, for about four hours, all I did was scream at cats uh, to uh, get out of there and moving them. I'm spraying them with water. I mean, it's just <laughs> me chasing after my own damn tail like one of those idiot cats. And I come out to play my Xbox, Nick, uh, as I do uh, every morning on the weekend. And uh, I, I go to turn on my headphones, and they don't work. And I'm like, what is going on here? And the I have a wireless headset, and the uh, the thing that emits the wireless signal, Nick, isn't really functioning. It's the, I can see the lights not on, and I plug it back in, and it's not working. And then I take a closer look, and sure as you know what, Cat has bitten through that cord and is no longer operable. Not cheap, I imagine, right? No, so the cats have cost us hundreds of dollars and things, Nick, uh, wires and cables mostly. And uh, the, the really sucky thing about this is, again, it, 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 I should just stop trying to be frugal. Uh, when I, I ended up having to replace my headphones like nine, ten months ago. And I bought a set of he a headset uh, that was wireless. It had Dolby uh, surround sound. I was very happy about it. It was an economical choice, Nick. Uh, that company has now been sold to another company, and uh, they're discontinuing this line. And really, there aren't any replacement parts for start from scratch. Yeah, yeah. And that's you know, when I say frugal, I mean I didn't spend three hundred bucks. Hey, how long before so. one of your cats electrocutes itself? Yeah, I mean that's a great question. Luckily, it was off. Um, so, uh, I'm not sure, uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, I can only keep, I, I, I can only keep an eye on them for, you know, 10 hours <laughs> or so, but, uh, cat is it, is it all of them that do it <clears throat> or is it one in particular that bites the wires? Do you it's, know? It's one in particular. The kitten now is all up and, uh, when they jump up into the entertainment center where the Xbox stuff is, I go insane. I start yelling at them. But it's just, you know, I was working in the office yesterday or the day before, and they have, uh, I have a TV, Nick, and it's it's mounted to the wall, and what, the kitten jumped up and started swatting at something, and all of a sudden, a cable appears out of nowhere. And it's just like, I don't know what to do anymore. I'm like, ah, hell. Do they react when you yell or not? No! Yeah. They look at me like, what are you talking about? And then I have to scare them or shoot water at them with a with a water thing. I just picture your whole house soaked with water. Oh, God. Then the cats are soaked with water. It's not even a deterrent anymore. I'm like, you need to put some sort of terrible pollutant anyways. They'll grow out of it eventually, but in the meantime, uh, it's been bananas at my household. And I, I just, you know, there's no man up solution here for that it's what you signed up for bro no more kittens yeah I see how you, that lasts i heard you say that too before <laughs> i've never said that but uh either way i'm sorry that you have to deal with it uh i'm sorry that you've had to get new things and i'm sorry that you have to deal with and i don't even know if you can repair like this this cord that's ripped in half because it's kind of like you need a neurosurgeon to do it well, talk to the engineers see what they say like i said you need a neurosurgeon you don't trust the engineering department, I understand. No, I do, but it's just I don't know if you can solder it back together or not. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your Man Up Monday action. Important stuff. On Morning After with Nick and Big J. Today is February 1st, Big J, 2021, which means you have officially two weeks to plan out Valentine's Day. And after a pandemic year where there was a lot of forced family time together, for good and for bad, there's a new poll that finds that 
If your lady is a mom, what she wants for Valentine's Day is just everybody to leave her the bleep alone. <laughs> That's coming in at the top of the list. She needs some me time. The survey of a thousand moms found that 55% say, you know what, I I'm around my husband and family too much and just want a little bit of time to myself. And when they're with their significant other, they want to make time that's a little bit more meaningful this Valentine's Day. 46% say they actually want quality time with their partner for Valentine's Day. Survey also found how couples love languages, acts, and expressions of love have changed during the pandemic. With one-third reporting a change, love languages including things like having partners do household chores, cooking meals at home for each other, sending and sharing text messages... Uh, viewing things at home, lounging with their partners and doing absolutely nothing. What's your love language, Big J? That's a great question. Uh, I haven't figured that out yet. Uh, it's not good. No, it seemed to work out great. I'm afraid if I crack the code, it might not work anymore. Uh, do you have Valentine's Day plans? Have you figured out what you're going to do? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah. Don't, I'm not asking you to, to, to dis disclose it because it may be a surprise. I just did. I just needed. It's to not know. a surprise. Oh, then what are you doing? Going to a wedding on Valentine's Day. I don't know if it's actually Valentine's Day. I'll have to double check, but it seems like it's in the area of time. It's a Sunday, so I guess it. I think yeah. I think that the day before is the wedding. Yeah, but you realize that's not what you do with your wife for Valentine's Day, right? That's not a. Well, it's a trip. She wants to go to IKEA, so there you go. I'm buying her something at IKEA. Happy Valentine's Day, babe. And it's a minute out burger. All right. Have fun in Utah. Thank you. Major League Baseball has proposed <laughs> pushing back the start of the season by one month to April 28th and cutting the season from 162 games to 154, according to media reports. The plan, which was presented to the Players Union on Friday, would also expand the playoffs from 10 teams to 14 teams, which was uh, what it was this season. And then the designated hitter will be used in the National League for a second straight season as well. Seven-inning doubleheaders and the beginning of extra innings with a runner on second base would again be used this year after debuting in last year's coronavirus-shortened season. The reasoning for the delay is to get more time for vaccinations and to better assess the health situation because, listen, pitchers and catchers are supposed to report in, like, I don't know, what, six days? So nothing like a last minute for Major League Baseball to try to figure this all out. But uh, that's what they are trying to do. They're trying to push it back so that more players can get vaccinated. We'll see if it ends up working. Uh, the players aren't exactly uh, too hip to all this kind of stuff. They, they are not a big fan of expanding the playoff teams, Big J, uh, because they feel like that would be a, a hit to player salaries. Do you understand? Yeah. Uh, they feel like the more opportunities play teams have to make the playoffs, the less they're going to spend on players in order to get there. And so with no salary cap in Major League Baseball, this becomes a factor, less so in the NFL, You know, where every team has to or has the same amount of money that they can spend on uh, players. This is not the case in Major League Baseball, so they want to make as much money as possible. Zack Snyder's extended cut of Justice League has a release date, Big J. It is March 18th on HBO Max. That means next month we're going to see it. Justice League ended up being finished in a couple of months by Joss Whedon after Snyder had a family tragedy and had to step away and felt like a lot of his stuff was left on the cutting room floor just completely uh, not taken care of at all. And so now you have the three and a half plus hour, I believe, Justice League that will be hitting HBO Max on March 18th. I'm excited for it. I want to see it. I always have wanted to see it. Uh, I was in the minority where I didn't think Justice League was a complete mess. 
but I, I cannot deny the fact that there were some issues with the way it looked. Uh, with the CGI was was pretty pretty bad. I'm hoping. I mean, it would almost be worth it even if they just fix Superman's face for this one. Does that make sense? So he didn't look like such a mess from the first Justice. Yeah, game. yeah, absolutely. Even if they were able to redo that, the 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 it was worth it to see the Snyder cut of uh, of Justice League because that was really off putting. And it's right at the beginning of the movie, and you're just like, oh no, oh no. DC and their CGI made it. Uh, so that's coming on the 18th of next month. So set your calendars or put a reminder in your phone. Jay on 100.3, the X rocks. Well, Big Jay, we are headed to Peru for today's We're Going to Hell story. Peru? Peru! Uh, there we are going to meet Hector Robles. Hector Robles has been a lawyer in Peru for the last 23 years. Uh, not a bad run. A run stretch, yeah. that's going to come to an end here pretty soon, probably. Oh, no. Uh, you remember, I can't remember if it was Naked Gun 1 or 2, but <laughs> it, it, there was a scene in one of those movies where Leslie Nielsen is giving a speech uh, somewhere, and then he realizes he has to go to the bathroom, and then he leaves his microphone on while he's peeing in the bathroom, and everybody can hear him going to the bathroom. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think that was one. And so uh, we, you have to understand that with the pandemic happening and everything happening on Zoom, the possibility and probability for something going strange or people, especially the older people that aren't really super familiar with technology, not understanding how things are working or don't have the assistant there to take care of it for them, that the ability for something to happen while technology is still on uh, is through the roof. And we've seen plenty of instances of that so far already. But uh, over in Peru, they're dealing with the pandemic as well. So all court cases, Big J, are done over Zoom. They're all virtual, you understand? Yeah. And so the judge is in his chambers, and then he basically kind of uh, streams in the uh, representing lawyers for each case. And it doesn't go into detail as to what case they were starting. But I guess it's customary that while a recess is called, that the uh, actual Zoom channels are still broadcasting, although they are muted. And so nobody can hear anything or say anything during the recess kind of thing, but they want to keep the channel open because it's a secure one and they don't want to log off and log back on in case there's technical difficulties. It kind of makes sense when you get into it. Yeah. But anyway, apparently uh, Mr. Robles wasn't familiar with that, uh, that everything is still streaming because uh, during a case, a judge called a 15-minute recess and Robles was like, I got 15 minutes? I can get it on with somebody. And so uh, during a virtual hearing, everything was placed on mute by the judge. And the, the although the cameras were still streaming and you could still see it on the monitor. I don't know what he was doing. Either way, uh, Robles decided it was a good time to get it on with his wife right there in front of God and everybody uh, in his office during the Zoom call. So uh, basically what ended up happening is the judge called recess, muted everything. And then his wife comes in. Robles starts to get naked, wife starts to get naked, and soon they're getting it on. Yeah. Uh, according to the judge, uh, the Honorable John Torres, he immediately called a halt to the proceedings after everybody saw what was going on on the Zoom channel. And, uh, and of course, you know, everything's on mute, so he can't hear him. You know, it's a whole mess. Anyway, uh, after it was all done, he called Robles and was uh, very upset about the disrespect to the dignity of the court that was done during this particular time and said that the lawyer lacked honor and dignity of the profession. So now the bar association over there in Peru is looking into things. 
as uh, one of the things that they strongly have written in their rules are uh, no obscene acts during any kind of, uh, you know, court lawsuit. And this is one of those things that they're considering could be a thing. Uh, and so now we have a full-fledged Zoom sex scandal going on in the court Damn. system in Peru. Can't you just wait till the stuff is over? You would think, yes, of course you could. But maybe that's part of the fun. You're like, hey, i got a recess. I'm working from home. Let's really work from home. What do you think about that? Ooh. Uh, Ooh. And so uh, he had officially been kicked off the case as well. He's been replaced. And now the Bar Association is doing an investigation into the whole thing. And, of course, this case is just the latest scandal over officials being either undressed or getting carried away with their live stream cameras recording their shame during this process. The video, of course, was also the big deal. Why it's a big deal is this wasn't just a private, secure channel. It's one of those things that a lot of people could have had access to. And now the video, of course, has gone viral, too, because people record everything and the Internet is forever. And so uh, there's that, too. So... Odds are he's probably not going to be a lawyer very much longer. A reminder, uh, you know, be careful around technology, especially if you're not familiar with how it works. These are how you get into trouble. But you're right. I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been like some sort of affair he was having. Uh, But either way, you do have to wait. Probably the best to not try to squeeze in a rendezvous during a 15-minute recess from your lawsuit. You know what I mean? Unless, you know, the lawsuit really got him going. Who knows? I I don't know what the lawsuit was. Doesn't get into it. Maybe it was something really randy. You never know. Either way, didn't work out for him. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. Well, thank you very much. Right now on 100.3, the X Rocks. For the next two weeks, we are going to play a little game called the Dating Game right around this time. It's your opportunity to make your Valentine's Day a little bit better, courtesy of Lee Reed, Idaho's Diamond Jeweler, and Adam and Eve. The grand prize, a $2,000 gift certificate to Lee Reed. Yowza! Of which you can spend on anything you want in the store, which is pretty amazing for Valentine's Day. And you get qualified with a pretty amazing gift courtesy of Adam and Eve as well. $10 gift card, a discount coupon coming your way, guaranteed. But we're going to try to make somebody's Valentine's Day by playing a little thing called the dating game. I need a contestant on the phone, 208-287-1003. Big J is going to read you a fact with a date inside of it. He then will give you three consolidated questions around that particular date. You have to decide if it's before or after the original date that he gave you. You get two out of three right. And boom, you are qualified. I've used a gift certificate at Lee Reed. It's great. It is great, isn't it? It's good stuff there, man. So let's get ourselves a contestant. Hello, the X. Hey. What's up, man? What's your name? Jeremy. All right, Jeremy. You're up first. Good luck. All right, here's your fact, okay, to base the rest of your answers on. Funko was founded in 1998. Did these other toy company things happen before or after 1998? Okay. Okay. Hot Wheels releases their first toy car. Is that before or after? Before. That is right. 1968, actually, going way back. Second question here. Now, you need to get two right. Sideshow Collectibles, the company most famous for their realistic-looking action figures, is founded before or after 1998? Before. 
That's correct. Right. Bam! Look at you, Jeremy. Congratulations. That's all it takes, buddy. You are officially qualified uh, for that $2,000 gift certificate to Lee Reed, Idaho's Diamond Jeweler. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you because we are going to send you some stuff courtesy of Adam and Eve to get yourself all qualified. That's how the dating game is supposed to work. It really is that easy. We'll be doing it every day this week and next to get somebody qualified for a really cool Valentine's Day gift courtesy of Lee Reed, Idaho's Diamond Jeweler. On the way, we got some important stuff. Plus, we got your pop culture smackdown. Hold tight for that, too. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Oh, Big J, sometimes I just shake my head in disillusionment when it comes to the state of Idaho and their politics involved in it. Uh, There are only three states in the United States of America that don't have some sort of legalization of marijuana. Idaho is one of them. Now, a majority of them have medical marijuana, but there's a lot more that are having recreational use that has uh, been approved by voters, etc. But uh, if the state of Idaho has their way, uh, regulations or not, we're doubling down on not having legalized marijuana in the state. As a proposed constitutional amendment, has moved forward in the state senate that would basically try to halt the increasing acceptance of the drug nationwide here in the state the state senate affairs committee voted last week to approve a joint resolution that bans all drugs not already legal in idaho backers say the state constitution needs to be changed because neighboring states have approved marijuana use and it could happen in idaho now, those opposed say medical marijuana is needed for residents suffering from chronic and chronical and terminal illnesses. Joint resolution would have to pass Senate and State House with two-thirds majority before going to voters. Basically, what ends up happening is they have to be okay and then it has to be voted on. But this is a way that they're trying to get ahead of the possible federal resolution that would make it legal, if that makes sense. Yeah, if it's yeah. legalized federally, but it's in our state constitution that it's against the law that would overrule it and so we would still have a illegal pot in this state if it's a federal okay yeah, if leave, this goes leave it to idaho to not believe science <laughs> and throw away millions of dollars millions upon millions my only hope is that you know it, it would it still has to go to voters but i get worried about that kind of stuff here if that makes sense oh yeah there's yeah there's people that aren't invited let's just put it that way I would hope that it would go, it would get shot down by the general public, but man, I don't know. I don't know. Either way, uh, this is moving forward, so we'll see what ends up happening. A lot of ways to go before it gets on a ballot, but just head on a swivel, everybody. That's all I'm trying to say. (laughs) The NFC technically won the Pro Bowl yesterday. It was a virtual one done on Madden, final score 32 to 12, but... It uh, basically was a four-on-four video game fun that was on TV yesterday if you wanted to watch that. I don't know if anybody did, but Kyler Murray was your MVP of the game, technically, although uh, Bubba Wallace was really the MVP of the game that played. If any of that's confusing to you, don't worry about it. Just know the A and NFC won. Uh, and we had a big trade in the NFL over the weekend. Matthew Stafford headed to the Los Angeles Rams. He's no longer a Detroit Lion. Uh, the Lions get Jared Goff and a bunch of draft picks, a couple of number ones, a third rounder as well. The deal can't be made officially official until the start of the season, which is, happens on St. Patrick's Day. But it's a couple of number ones going back and forth with each other, which is, you know, it's crazy to think that just, what, five years ago? 
Jared Goff was the number one pick. Now, Matt Stafford was number one back in 2009, but they're sending the former number one overall and two more number ones down the hall to the uh, Lions for the some services of Matthew Stafford. So Rams are obviously hoping they're worth it, mortgaging their future for Matthew Stafford. Big J, we're going to have a reboot of the Wonder Years. I hope you're excited for it. ABC has decided it's going to happen, and it's going to revolve around a family on Montgomery and Alabama in the 60s. Uh, of course, Fred Savage will be involved as a director. That's what he does now. He actually directs TV shows, and he's going to direct the pilot for the uh, the Wonder Years reboot, which is crazy when you think about it, because, you know, if you watch the Wonder Years, it debuted in 1988, right? Yeah. And it, it took place in 1968, which is technically 20 years ago, but it seems so long ago when we were watching in the 80s, you know what I mean? And if that were to happen today and they actually did the reboot of 20 years ago, it would be a show that took place in 2001. <laughs> but they're going back to the 60s, which is yeah, probably well, the way I, to go. Yeah, is it though? What do you mean? Why, why, why all the way back to the 60s? Uh, well, they're focusing on Montgomery, Alabama, civil rights stuff happening in so that particular a, area. Not a sitcom then, huh? Uh, well, I don't know. I, I cannot say if it is or not. I mean, uh, it seems like it would be if it's, if it's the Wonder Years, but I don't know. Not that the Wonder Years is really a sitcom. You know what I mean? It wasn't. Yeah, you're right. It, well, there wasn't a laugh track or anything, which was the big deal back in the 80s. But either way, it's coming to TV back to ABC. If you are into it, it's happening. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And up for grabs here this morning is a care package from the morning after. We'll get you a mask. Uh, we'll get you a, a, not a, a, a sticker. An X-Rock sticker huh? and... We'll throw at you a brand spanking new CD of music. A CD of music? Yeah. That's your care package. If you like it, we're going to go old classic pop culture smackdown style. you got to beat Big J in order to win this package. Here's our phone number. It is 208-287-1003. If you want to play some pop culture smackdown, the care package that Big J just expressed will be mailed to you via the post office, which is very nice. Uh, we're going to start this morning with some uh, multiple choice questions. And if you get past those, then we've got some trivia stuff for you. So hopefully it'll be a nice little run. Hello, the X. Good morning. Good morning, man. What's your name? I'm Dan. All right, Dan, you're up first. Dan, here's your question. Again, it's multiple choice. Founded in 1895, what Wisconsin clothing maker broke into the children's market with pint-sized overalls? Is it Baraboot U, Oshkosh Bagosh, or Kenosha, why don't you? Uh, Kenosha, why don't you? No. Wrong! No, no, no. Kenosha, why don't you is not a clothing company. Hello, the X. Hello? Hello. Hey, uh, founded in 1895, what Wisconsin clothing maker broke into the children's market with pint-sized overalls? Baraboot U, Oshkosh Bagosh, or Kenosha, why don't you? Oshkosh Bagosh. Right. That is correct. What is your name, sir? Scott. Scott, you're taking Did on you Big J. Did you have fun making those other ones up? What's that? Did you have fun making those other ones? I did. Uh, <laughs> released in 2001, Apple's iTunes user agreement actually says in the agreement that you must agree not to use it to do what, Big J? Is it A, build nuclear weapons, B, contact aliens, or C, conduct ultrasounds? Is uh, actually in the Apple iTunes user agreement. I'm going to go with C. C, conduct ultrasounds? Yeah. Wrong. That's incorrect. Oh God. <laughs> uh, do you happen to have a guess, sir? You win no matter what. 
Uh, let's go with A. Yeah, they tell you you cannot right. use Apple technology to build a nuclear weapon in the Apple iTunes user agreement. That is you correct. You cannot or should not. You cannot. You agree that you cannot and you will not. Uh, congratulations. It's, it's very weird. Congratulations, man. You got yourself the care package coming your way. Hang on one second. I don't, I don't remember that I don't agreement. think you ever said yes to an Apple iTunes agreement. Yeah, I had to. I had the stupid iPhone. Oh, you had an iPhone? Yeah, don't you remember? I don't remember you having an iPhone. Yeah, I had the I, first iPhone. I, I lost it on being, a mountain. Oh, I, I remember you losing your phone. I forgot that it was an iPhone. Yeah. Uh, is that why you're anti-Apple? Uh, well, the iTunes situation is about 95% of the reason why. Uh, and well, I wanted to build a nuclear weapon. Now, now you, now we know. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown. Some headlines next on the X. News kind of things. It's time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Need a car loan do-over? Get online pre-approval with the I pre-check button at GoTeamMazda.com. You know, the one you just heard about on the X, so check it out for yourself, courtesy of Team Mazda. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Don't kid and drive. Good monkey and no thank you. Good monkey. A chimpanzee at an Australian zoo escaped from its enclosure last week. But then it returned to its exhibit without any intervention, according to officials. Just found its way back home. Just wanted to get back. The Taronga Zoo in Sydney said a contractor doing work at the facility spotted the male chimpanzee just hanging out calmly outside of its enclosure around 5.47 a.m. Thursday and alerted officials. The zoo's emergency response unit was activated but ended up not being needed as the chimp returned to its enclosure enclosure on its own a few minutes after it was seen by the contractor. Quote, the chip is safe and well and is being monitored by our special keepers and vets. The zoo said in a statement, officials say the chimpanzee trip will remain off public display until a conclusion of investigation as to how exactly the primate managed to escape is figured out because they spent two days, Big J, and couldn't figure out how the hell it got out. So crack that case, Sherlock. Oh, wow. Monkeys are just like us, man. Trying to figure out ways to place it out. It's like some sort of trap, but he figured it out. And then he's like, you know what? I need some food. I don't know where my food is. I'll go back to that. <laughs> don't kid and drive or no thank you. No thank you. As a general rule, most people dislike spiders or imagining them in their home. So the internet is understandably freaked out when a woman on Twitter shared a series of photos she says she got one from a friend. The photos appear to have been taken once again in Australia where there's a bunch of spiders that just can't wait to kill you. And they show a huge amount of large spiders piled up, piled up in the two ceiling corners in a room. The Twitter user named Petite R captioned the photos, Gah! A friend of mine in Sydney just walked into her daughter's room and found this. When people accused her of the photos being fake, she shared a video to follow up. The Sun reports the spiders are called huntsman spiders, which are known for their large size. They can achieve a leg span of about 12 inches. They're considered low risk to humans, though. No word on what the family did that had all the spiders in the house or why they were all there. But if you've yeah. seen the picture of the video, it's freaky, man. Yeah, what, are they having a party in there? A spider party? I don't know. There's a lot of big spiders hanging upside down on the ceiling, though. Enough to freak you the hell out. Yeah, nightmare fuel for sure. Oh, man. If you see even one spider that big in your house, you're freaking the hell out. I don't care if you worry about spiders or not. You see a spider that big in your house, you're like, I don't belong here. This house is theirs now. I need to leave. This is uh, their house. We're out. Wrap it up with don't kid and drive. And there's a reason children aren't allowed to drive. 
Law enforcement officials in Billings, Montana, were led on a slow speed chase by a pair of 10-year-olds who allegedly stole an RV from an auto auction yard around 8.30 p.m. on Tuesday. Police say drivers called the RV after the scene driving erratically and trying to run another car off the road. Officers were able to safely stop the RV. There were no injuries. Police say the investigation is ongoing and charges are pending, but 10-year-old large RV joyride in Montana sounds like a young Big J, Big J. Yeah, pretty much. Except you weren't stealing things from an auto auction, were you? Yeah. Oh. All right. No, well, then you no, may no. Say, you may want to contact Billings Police with your expert opinion on how this all went down. You could probably use your help investigating. Morning After with Nick and Big J. I'm a J. consultant. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Cleopatra, that is hometown here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Pop quiz, Big J. How much cash you got on you? <laughs> I, I was supposed to bring you ten dollars today. I have. Was oh, that today? Yeah. Uh, so you are cashless. I'm a cashless man. Doesn't surprise me. And uh, as a matter of fact, you, just like the rest of America, are doing that. Is there a particular reason why you're not? Ca- you don't have any cash on you at this particular point? Um, I just don't know where I would use it or I haven't used it in places or I don't need it. I mean, I don't use it that often. Right. Because everything is basically some sort of digital transaction or card based, right? Yeah, yeah. And so that is the way that America is going. Uh, you know, and the funny thing is uh, Harvard did a study on this kind of thing and found out that uh, the amount of steps that the we as a society have made in the last calendar year towards being cashless is almost unprecedented. You know, uh, it's a little known, you know, nobody's going to argue that much that at some point we're probably going to be a cashless society, you know? Everything's going to be based on whatever card you're holding or whatever, you know, money you have attached to whatever microchip you have implanted in your hand in a couple of years. But uh, because of the virus, you know, uh, that has made cash one of those things that's less acceptable. If you go to a drive through, sometimes you see signs that say, hey, listen, we prefer a card if you don't mind. That's just the way it likes to go. And so what has happened, it's it's made digital payments a little bit more of the standard unit of paying for something, which maybe hasn't always been the case. And so that and the fact that more shopping was pushed online and retail stores closed during lockdown, people's caution about being uh, in public places and, you know, not knowing where money is from and all that kind of stuff has made us much more of a cashless society than it has and according to the wall street journal and harvard university you know we have made five years like they thought we would be where we are now five in five years because of the coronavirus basically uh they they knew we were kind of moving towards a cashless society but the advances that we made or the i guess adversity towards carrying around cash has uh gone exponentially so fast in the last couple of months that they're making experts saying you know what we could go cashless before you know it it's just one of those things where it's about trends, and they thought in five years we would be where we are in the last five months, which is incredible. Americans' use of cash has been declining for years. Uh, it was used in 26% of all payments in 2019. It was used in 40% of all payments back in 2012 to kind of give you an idea of how it's gone down. In 2020, Big J, 9% of all payments came from cash, which wow. is incredible. So what remains to be seen is how much spending will snap back as cash and the pandemic cases eventually ends, or the pandemic eases and eventually ends, where cash is going to jump back into things. And I don't know if it will. Like, do you see yourself going back to some sort of cash economy, even unless you have to? 
Yeah, no, not really. Right. Unless, you know, I mean, it's hard to tip a dancer at the Rhino. That was the one thing where I I would get myself in trouble. Anytime I was trying to, like, leave a tip for, or, or like, a valet or something like that, it's just like, oh, my God, uh, what do you do? And then, uh, you know, then obviously the answer to that would be that's where you have, like, a Venmo or something like that where you're able to do something. You just make it available for somebody. Have a sign out there if you're doing something like that, and maybe that's the way to go, right? PayPal. Right, exactly. Uh, a way to uh, somewhat, le- I guess, ease your digital transaction. So the point is, don't be surprised if some point we're all like Big J, walking around with no cash. But not because you don't have cash. We all know Big J's made of money. It's because he doesn't want to <laughs> carry around cash. That's or I'm not allowed to. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. We'll do some bad impressions next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, and we'll hook you up a care package with a X facial covering, a sticker, and a CD of some brand new music if you can figure out about impressions here this morning. Here comes our phone number. It is 208-287-1003. That's the number that you can call if you want to play a little game called Bad Impressions, which works like this in case you're not familiar. Big J has prepared three clues. They all revolve around somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that person is in those three clues or less, and we will mail something out to you. Hopefully, make your Monday a little bit better. That's the idea, anyway. Hello, the X. Morning. Morning, man. What's your name? Tim. All right, Tim. You're up first. Good luck. I've starred in movies like Three Kings, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, From Dust Till Dawn, and then Monuments Men. George Clooney. Yeah! Monuments Men is what sold it, I'm sure. Hang on one second there, Tim. We'll get what you need. What were clues two and three for fun? I uh, I was Danny Ocean in Oceans 11, 12, and 13. And fine, I was Batman once in Batman and Robin. And why is George Clooney in the news? George Clooney is maybe Buck Rogers? What? sure, he's signed on to executive produce a Buck Rogers TV series, Nick, according to The Hollywood Reporter. The project is being developed as a potential starring vehicle, although insiders insist there's currently no acting deal in place. Remember Buck Rogers? I don't. Like, I mean, I, I, I know that it was a thing, but I never, I don't think, is that the bitty, bitty, bitty robot? Is that Buck Rogers? Uh, I don't or know what bitty, bitty means. What was the robot in, in, it was, did Buck Rogers have a robot? I, I think so, but not the robot you're thinking okay. of. Okay. I'm, You're thinking of... I don't know what I'm thinking uh, of. I can't remember. Danger Will Robinson, right? No, 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 no. Oh. That's that's Lost in Space. Right. That's different. Uh, but I am thinking of... I thought there was a robot that went bitty, bitty, bitty. Listen, that Buck kinda, Rogers was before our time. It was. And, and, and any, any of the episodes I saw were on some program weird, you know, weird rerun situation. What was the premise? Do you remember anything like that? Uh, it's a sci-fi. It's a science fiction character created. Um, I don't know. It's way into the future, but the future is now. So, uh, well, I guess. I mean, you brought it up for a reason, right? Well, no, because listen, in this pandemic, Nick, and I'll tell you when you were gone, that it's you got to dig. I mean, I ha- how many. Like, fictional characters do I have to do because a lot of these uh, characters are, are nobody will know when you do a bad impression of them. So, you, I'm lucky that George Clooney's even in the news to do. I, okay? I'm just saying. 
Like, I mean, you know, it's like a couple of clicks away from finding out a little bit about Buck Rogers going into the conversation. I just thought one of us knowing a little bit about something would have been good. Well, here's the problem. Usually you know everything about everything. Yeah, so, but what Buck like Rogers aired from what, what years? Did, did that say at all? Like when the original series was on the television? Because I feel like it was like a late 70s thing, so it might have been in our wheelhouse a little bit. But oh, well, There was a radio production uh, in the 30s. Okay. And then it was a TV series, and that lasted. Oh hell if I know. I'm looking Listen, at the I'm wrong. Just, I'm just I'm just digging you further deep into yeah, all that yeah, you know nothing thank about. Thank you. The point is, it. 1950 to 1951, so it wasn't even on that long. That can't be right. That can't be right. Okay. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we will wrap up this show here next on the X Rock. <laughs> Credit Van Fleet, my way soon. That's going to wrap up the morning after with Nick and Big J for this first day of February 2021. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Monday. It was good to be back for the first time together in a week. But here we are, Big J, and we found out you hate your cats and uh, almost as much as they hate your electrical equipment. And, of course, we we also uh, found out a little bit about Buck Rogers. Thank you, by the way, to the uh, myriad of people that ended up uh, sending us information about Buck Rogers. Uh, We did find out it was on TV when we were small children, Big J. So maybe we just avoided it. It was on from uh, 79 to 81. And it starred Aaron Gray. That much I remember. And I was right about the bitty, bitty, bitty thing. That's just what happens. I'm right about something, and then you throw me off the scent. And then I I can't get my traction about where we are, what's going on. But uh, it is good to know that it could be coming back, uh, sadly, uh, without the uh, the work of, uh, of Mel Blank, Big J, who passed away. He was the voice of the robot at the uh-huh. time. Uh, but uh, that leaves you with the floor, my friend. Yeah, Berea, uh, Berelia, the pasta company. Yeah, Nick. I'm familiar. Uh, they, they apparently, uh, there is, uh, they have partnered with Spotify, and there's like Spotify playlists to tell you uh, when the uh, the cooking is done of the pasta. Listen, why? What what could that? What could it possibly be? Is it just like Italian songs that like uh, are supposed to be? And when yes, the song, yes. the playlist is over, yes. the pasta is ready. And there's one for each of their different pastas. Shame on you if you need this to figure out when your pasta is done. Now this could be the Italian in me, but I, I, not only that, but everybody hey. likes their Italian, their their pasta a little bit. How al dente do you like yours? Uh, I don't. You don't like it al dente yeah, at yeah. all? I like it to disintegrate <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> that also offensive to me as an Italian. Uh, I mean, al dente, al dente. You know, I mean, it's undercooked. What the hell? I don't want it snapping in my mouth. No, but it should have a little bit of texture and some some bite to it, I guess. Yeah. But you like it when it's just really soft. No, I was was making a joke. Either way, uh, you should not need a playlist to to be able to cook your pie. It literally is one of the most easiest things to cook in the world. Listen, if you do need these playlists, let us put them together for you. Yes. Please. Please. Don't let a brand put together we'll, your we'll stuff. We'll get together you. some people mover songs. <laughs> yeah, we'll pick out some short ones because yeah. your pasta should not have to cook that long. Uh, we can put together a 10 to, to 17 minute playlist depending on how much you like your pasta cook. Ooh, but boy. either way, what? That's a long time. That's what I'm saying. Well, if you'd like it to disintegrate in your mouth, there's certainly the ability to do that uh, in that amount of time. But uh, it's there if you want it. What do you have to do? You have to subscribe to it, or do you just say no, Alexa, just... play my my? Uh, sure, I've never done it. My Barilla playlist. 
Either way, uh, shame on everybody who has to be a part of this. Tomorrow on the show, more chances to win some stuff from us. Maybe even the new Foo Fighters album up for grabs as we uh, start chugging along on this week of ours. You guys have yourself a good Monday. We will see you tomorrow. Jason Drew's up next. It's the X-Rox.